The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? So happy to be here, Dan. Yes, another lovely day. Back from the <laughs> West yeah. Coast to my, uh, my dwelling home studio in Florida, which always makes me comfortable to be sleeping in my own bed. I hate hotels having traveled around the world. Uh, with my prior line of work, I can't stand traveling. I hate it. Um, speaking of my prior line of work, some breaking news before we came on the air. Suspicious packages, uh, they're apparently active explosive devices. I don't know the, the, the technical components of them were sent, though, uh, to the Clinton residence and Barack Obama's house. I just saw this breaking on Fox, which is obviously uh, horrendous news. But just uh, some inside baseball. You know, this this stuff is usually processed at offsite facilities. If you you know, if you're a maniac savage thinking about mailing some kind of pernicious, deadly device or something else to a Secret Service protectee or anyone else, first um, seek psychological help immediately um, because you're a moron. But secondly, <laughs> it's not going to get there, so you are uh, wasting your time while putting other people in danger. You have to handle the package, you freaking idiot. Um, so don't do that. That, I mean, do we really have to have this conversation? I mean, seriously. So, uh, uh, but there's an MOU, a memorandum of understanding with the FBI. And I just, uh, just so quickly, you get this from my prior line of work, a bit of expertise I can add for you here. The Secret Service, when this stuff happens, turns the investigations over rapidly to the FBI. They don't conduct investigations into potential assassination attempts, which a bomb mailed to someone's house would be, um, for obvious reasons, Joe. Um, If it exposes, say, a failure in the Secret Service's security plan, there's the, I doubt it would happen, but the potential, there's an incentive there to cover it up and not make them look bad. You get what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Again, I don't think they would do that. Uh, I think it's kind of ridiculous, but they turn it over in a, what they call a memorandum of understanding to the FBI. Bottom line is the FBI will be investigating this this now. So that's important. You guys uh, and ladies understand that. All right. um, Today's show brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. It's your last week to get the GenuCell Sunspot Corrector for free for sunspots, age spots, and even red and flame patches. It's important down here in Florida. My wife and my mother-in-law love, love, love this product. Here's an email here. I love the GenuCell Sunspot Corrector. It's my go-to product every day. I have sunspots and age spots, and I can see a definite difference in my skin since using it. This is Renee from Boulder, Colorado, raving about the brand new GenuCell Sunspot Corrector. This is the last week you can still get this sunspot miracle free, free, but time is running out to try this wonderful special. Watch your sunspots vanish. That's like a tongue twister. Watch your sunspots vanish and your bags and puffiness gone. And for results in as little as 12 hours, the GenuCell immediate effects is also yours free. Text the word young, young, like the opposite of old, young. Y-O-U-N-G to 77453 to get the GenuCell Sunspot Corrector free with your order. Still thinking? Order now and receive Chamonix Luxury Microdermabrasion also free. Rejuvenate and unclog pores for instantly radiant baby soft skin. And right now, shipping is also free. Text the word YOUNG to 77453. That's the word YOUNG to 77453 to get the GenuCell Sunspot Corrector free with your order. That's GenuCell. Dot com. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, I got to tell you, I'm a little um, a little pissy this morning. I don't know an easy way to say that. I mean, All right, good sorry. enough. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't think you were expecting that, were you? No, no I am. Go. I don't mean like, a, you know, I slept okay. I was really tired. We flew back yesterday. Um, I had a busy day. 
I still can't find that video Politicon. I think they're burying that thing. I told you where I where I uh, left the stage with that that goofball moderator uh, clown show guy. So I'm trying to find it, but I got back. I'm a little tired. I got some sleep. I get up this morning. And I'm reading a bunch of polls out there, and uh, they're not good, folks. The, the polls range from bad to horrendous to less bad. The less bad version says this, and it, it, it aligns with the predictions I've been making, Joe, um, that I think the Republicans are, are going to hold the House by a slim margin, potentially two to four uh, mm-hmm. House of Representatives seats. I believe we will add in the Senate. Now, you say, well, why is that bad? Well, it's bad because we have a 20-plus seat cushion now. Um, so it's not good losing seats. The question is how many we're going to lose. So that's the version I, stand, I tend to align with. But I'm reading articles in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere about gubernatorial races, which are really important. Joe, you have an important one in Maryland. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have an important one going on in Florida. And folks, I cannot believe what I'm reading. A lot of these far left wing radical nuts who are running for governorships across America are closing in on a lot of these polls and are looking at potentially winning in some of these states. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on out there? I am really, I am so sick of progressivism and liberalism and the absolute lack of common sense. What are you voting for? I don't get it. This is, here's the, here's what disappoints me about this and why I feel, and I don't mean to be, it sound depressing or, or, or macabre or put you in a bad mood, but I just want, I hope this incentivizes you to get out and vote. Let me just use the example of what's happening here in Florida. And, you know, I stay away from state centric issues specifically because it's a national show. But when the state issues are national issues, it matters. And what's happening in Florida is epidemic of what's happening all over the place in these governor's races. Right. You see it in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. where Scott Walker's in trouble. You see it in other states where Republican senators are in trouble. These are swingy states or red states. What the heck is going on? What are we voting for? We have a guy down here running for governor in the state of Florida, Andrew Gillum, who is the Tallahassee mayor, who may very well be one of the worst candidates I have ever seen win a gubernatorial nomination, ever. The guy is constantly, constantly using the race card against his opponents and his team. He happens to be black, which, Joe, nobody cares about. Nobody cares. I don't care. The melanin component of your skin is absolutely 100% entirely irrelevant to me and everyone else voting in Florida. The problem is he's using it, Joe, to distract from what his real agenda is. This guy is a Bernie Sanders acolyte. He is a socialist running in the state of Florida. And the guy in the latest poll is up by a few points on on a really good conservative running for the governorship who won the Republican nomination, former Congressman Ron DeSantis. Folks, what are we voting for? Is this just like, how are we still having this argument, Joe? I'm serious about this progressive liberal BS. I don't mean to be ranty this morning, but my gosh, this is, you have a state, the state of Florida, which is in the, in the top 10, if not, if not higher, job growth, GDP growth, population growth. They have relatively controlled state spending. They have nice, uh, good, solid amounts of economic liberty. You can, you can, you can uh, exercise your Second Amendment right down here uh, with, with relatively few obstructions. And what happens? Everything's going great. And you have this guy comes in. He wants to change everything. And somehow Floridians think this is okay. Do you understand that a vote for Gillum, uh, a vote for Walker's opponent, Wisconsin, and all this stuff, anything you, that's happening in your life right now that is positive, is going to be turned back in the negative direction. Why are you voting for this? I don't understand. This takes a degree of ignorance 
That is honest to God, hard for me to process. Yeah. I, I don't understand it either, Dan. I, 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 and it doesn't brother, help that I can't trust the press either. Here's, and here's my issue with it. Mm-hmm. This is a perpetual... I gave a speech to the Liberty Forum in, uh, in, up in Mountain View. I, I went into the, the heart of the liberal beast uh, mm. this week. I gave a speech in, 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 uh, right in, near Apple headquarters in uh, Mountain View, uh, right outside of San Francisco. We turned out 434 people at that darn speech. We had a bigger <laughs> crowd, I think, than Obama had in his thing, right? Probably not, but you get me. We had a huge crowd. And I opened it up by saying to the folks in there, and I'm going to say this again, you know, what a beautiful, stunningly beautiful area it was. I mean it, Joe. I love California. I, yeah, love, I hate their politics. But gosh, it is gorgeous. Los Angeles, the, uh, San Francisco, the weather, it is just amazing. It's a really, really nice place. These places are being destroyed and decimated, and they want to import this nonsensical political garbage, big state, bureaucratic, central planning crap into other states that are doing well. Keep it there. I don't want it. I'm not interested. And there is a fiery conservative underground developing in places like Mountain View, California, the heart of the liberal beast. How do I know? Because on a, what did we give the speech on Monday? I don't even remember. I'm losing track of time. Yeah, it had to be on a Monday. On Monday night, on a Monday night, in, 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 right outside of San Francisco, we turned out 434 people for a speech. Folks, the problem with this whole thing is we take one step forward, the election of Donald Trump, and then we take 55,000 steps back. The problem with liberalism is liberalism even hurts liberals. The benefit of conservatism is it benefits everybody. Here's what I mean by this. We win a little bit, right? We've won in Florida with the election of, of Jeb Bush down here, who was a very good governor. Uh, Rick mm-hmm. Scott, who did a great job. We have had Republican governors down here in Florida for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. That has established, Joe, sound tax policies, no state income tax down here. This is a great place to do business. The regulatory burden is relatively small. The business tax down here is really low. It's 5.5%. The tax burden in Florida is, is very, very manageable. The regulatory burden, very manageable. Folks, down here, if you ever think about moving to Florida, at least where I am in Martin County, even the government, I'm, shockingly, Joe, is run relatively efficiently. All right. I went in to get my driver's license down here in Martin County. I was out of the place in 45 minutes. Now, Joe, you living in Maryland and me in New York, what was it? What is it? What about four hours in Maryland, you oh, think? No less than about an hour and, and 15 You know the DMV in Annapolis, right? You've been there. Oh. I've been there, too. It's a train wreck, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. New York, it's an eight-hour endeavor, right? Now, you can say, oh, well, they're popular. Folks, I'm just telling you, down here, they elect local officials. And man, they are in. You want your, your firearm license down here to conceal carry? I was out of the place in an hour. Bang, zoom, bing, pow, boom, done. <laughs> yeah. So we take all these steps forward in Florida. Finally, I get to a place, because my family's down here and otherwise, that I'm really happy with. I'm happy that I don't have to deal with the overwhelming, oppressive boot of government on my neck every darn day of my life. And now they want this guy come. So this took, Joe, 16 years hmm. to get Florida on track and away from being a solely tourism and, and, uh, and agriculture-based economy, right? We're now moving into aerodynamic uh, business. Uh, uh, excuse me, aeronautics and other. Uh, we have a lot of uh, 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 companies down here that uh, that are opening up headquarters. 
that are in very high-tech fields. Mm-hmm. And now Gillum, if this guy gets elected, a socialist in the state of Florida, and this is happening everywhere. Again, this is, I'm not saying this specifically because I live in Florida. I'm seeing this everywhere. Scott Walker finally turns around. Wisconsin finances. Is everything peaches and cream? No. But they finally, in in the regional economy, Wisconsin is leading the way right now. And you're going to get these Democrats in office if you vote for, what is it, Evers in Wisconsin? And what's going to happen? Folks, it wipes out in one election. In one election, it wipes out everything. 16 years of progress in Florida, eight years in Wisconsin. It's all gone. And the problem is, once Democrats gets in, get in office and they institute big spending, big government programs, they put their justices on the Supreme Court, which, by the way, folks, if you're in Florida and you're even remotely considering voting for the socialist Gillum, he gets three Supreme Court appointments in the state of Florida. It's over. It's, he's gonna, the guy's going to destroy the state. For what? For what? What you I mean, what, what's your take on this? What? Oh, I, I need to vote Gillum because I got to give more money to the government. Just give it. Donate it. What's wrong with you? You what, what, are you what, what's are you a snowflake? You can't figure this out. You want to donate more money to the government? Give the darn money to the government. Nobody's stopping you. Just donate it. There's a box in these things. I want to make a voluntary tax payment. Knock yourself out, brother. Have yep. fun. Just stop taking our crap. The problem is once these Democrats get in there, they institute policies that are never, ever revoked. So, again, we take one, two steps forward. A Democrat gets in, wipes out everything, bumps the tax rates right back up, reinstitutes big government policies. They're going to expand the Obamacare Medicaid expansion in Florida, which thankfully we haven't done. And you're never going to get rid of it. And for the rest of our lives in Florida and in Wisconsin and elsewhere, we're going to be dealing with the the ramifications of this possibly one four year term that will take 37 years to get rid of. You get nothing. You lose. Oh, please. I can't take it. What are you voting for? I put a little list here. I've got a lot of stuff. Again, this is just important. I'm sorry, folks, but I got to vent a little bit today because I'm really, really furious. Having come back from California with all these wonderful people fighting a good fight in a state where they're constantly under assault, their wallets, their health care system, uncontrolled immigration, having Gavin Newsom out there talking about a single payer system where nobody, you're not even going to have to be a California resident now. You can be an illegal immigrant. They're going to pay for your health care. The whole world's going to go to California for health care. Did these idiots even think of this? Taxes. You want to give more? Give more. You don't have to vote for these, these socialist governors. The courts. They're going to stack the courts to do what? Take away more of our liberties? You don't like liberty? Move to New York or California. You can forfeit your liberty away the minute you cross the state border. Yep. Right? Yeah. What's stopping you, Joe? Go where Joe is in Maryland. You don't like gun rights? Go to Maryland. Nobody has them. Don't worry. Right. Right, Joe, can you get a CCW, whatever they call it, or a CQW, whatever the nah, hell it is? Nah, no, nobody can. Nah. It's a May issue state. You don't like these rights? Go to states that don't have them. Just leave us the f- alone. I'm serious, man. Leave me alone. 
These caravans, you support unmitigated open borders and immigration. You want caravans of 10,000 people at a time flocking into the United States? You're a bunch of phonies because if 10,000 illegal immigrants crossed the border and flocked into your neighborhood in Cupertino or Cupertino or wherever the hell it is in Mountain View, you would freak out and panic. You fake phonies. You're total frauds. You want to take in 10,000 immigrants? I, I, you know what? Hat tip Tucker Carlson last night who called out Jorge Ramos. I don't know if you saw the interview, Joe. You're probably no, sleeping. You got to get up mm-hmm. early. But folks, Jorge Ramos, Univision anchor, who's a total phony on immigration, right? Mm-hmm. Jorge Ramos is on Tucker last night. Tucker calls him out. And he says, oh, you know, Jorge, you, you keep talking about how these, these people, this illegal uh, immigrant in, invasion we're having on the southern border. You keep talking about how you want to help them. So I, I'm just curious, uh, 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 Jorge, how many of you taken in? Uh, well, Tucker, I haven't exactly taken in. I would love to help them all, but I can't help them all. So Tucker asked the perfect question, Joe. Well, have <laughs> you taken in? How about one or two? Have you taken in any? So you've done none. You've done nothing. You've done zero. But you want the government to take in 10,000 people into neighborhoods in southern Arizona and Texas. That's actually where the border is going to be crossed. And because of what? It doesn't affect you? 10,000 at a time. You think this is the last caravan? This is what you want. And please, cut the colossal bull about this compassion argument. We have taken in millions of immigrants over the decades. Millions millions we have a border for a read this is what you want this guy in florida is an open borders advocate now get to some meat and potatoes you got bernie sanders this economic idiot running around the country i mean idiot i'm sorry this guy is really really stupid you got him running around the country talking about Oh, man, Medicare for all. This is wonderful. We need me- Medicare for all is Medicare for none. I have a great piece up at the Daily Signal, which talks about the real cost of socialism in the show notes today. Mm. I want you to check it out. But there's an interesting tidbit from another piece in the journal, the Wall Street Journal, that Medicare for all, Joe, polls shockingly well. Medicare for all. Oh, it's great. Isn't that awesome? You know when it stops polling well, Joe? Hmm. This will not surprise you at all. When people actually find out what's in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Half the people who said they supported Medicare for All, Joe, had no idea that it makes your insurance now, your private insurance plan, mm-hmm. illegal. They had no idea. Folks, listen to me. I love you. But to the liberals, to the liberals listening who may have just found my show, Listen, you're all children of God. I get it. Love you to death. Read a damn book. Read a newspaper once in a while. Half of the people polled who support Medicare for all had no idea. No idea. Are you serious? You had no idea that it would make your plan illegal. Oh, Dan, you're making that up. Oh, am I? Am I? From the Wall Street Journal piece. Let's dig right in, Joe. What Shall we? Yes, we shall, Dan. Yeah, because that's what we do, unlike liberals who can't crack a darn book. Here is Bernie Sanders' actual plan. From today's Wall Street Journal, the Sanders bill also prevents competition against the government system. 
Section 107 of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, folks. Here it is. Reading it right from the text. All right. Prohibition against duplicating coverage. Section 107. Section 10723A, in general, beginning on the effective date described in Section 106A, it shall be unlawful, Joe, for a private health insurer to sell health insurance coverage that duplicates the benefits provided under this act, or, or, even worse. So you're not, Joe, no private insurance for you. No competition. Nope. They hate competition, these phonies. Even worse. Do you have health care at CBM? Uh, yes, I do, Dan. Oh, you won't anymore, buddy. Sorry, what? because here's, uh, here is uh, Section 107, 23A, uh, Section 2. It also shall be unlawful for an employer to provide benefits for an employee, former employee, or the dependents of an employee or former employee that duplicate the benefits provided under this act. Folks, liberals, read a book. Read a book. Crack a book. Read it. Read some text, something in a newspaper. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here if some of you are listening. But do you even understand what you're advocating for? This is infuriating. Florida. Yeah, let's, let's hike the taxes in Florida. How about you just pay more? Medicare for all. Sounds like a great plan, Medicare for all. Hey, do you know your insurance is going to be canceled? But your insurance for you and your kids? Oh, oh really? What Did you even read? Do you ever read? Do you even read? Folks, are, is it? Uh, oh. Freaking pissy today. Well, it's understandable, actually. <sighs> Joe sees me in the video. I mean, I, uh, yeah, this is just a pretty crummy day for you so far. I mean, I'm not alarmed because I know you. It. Uh, it is, man. I just, I, I, we work, so, we fight so hard. We do. And we got this election coming up. And folks, don't take any of this, by the way, as a Debbie Downer moment. Right. I'm telling you this so we understand, unlike liberals who understand nothing, these are vacuous intellectual, total shells of shells. There's nothing inside. You crack it open, you're like, well, nothing there. Shocker. They are intellectual shells. There is no meat and potatoes inside that. You order the, you order the meat and potatoes, and you know what comes out? A, a, an appetizer of tartar sauce. Where's the meat and potatoes? What do you mean? There's no meat and potatoes. Here's the tartar sauce. I can't eat tartar sauce. Uh, sorry, you should have read the menu. There's an asterisk at the bottom. The meat and potatoes is not really meat and potatoes. It's just tartar sauce. Do you even read? Medicare for all. It's incredible. Medicare for all. Half the people didn't even know your insurance would be canceled. Your insurance, your kids. You want to follow off a cliff? Bernie Sanders, a guy who's never had a real job. You want this guy to organize one fifth of the economy, folks. You're cool with that. This is the guy campaigning with the guy running for governor in Florida. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders can't even do politics. You want him to do health care and economics? Are you insane? I just wonder what nine out of ten doctors would say. I'm wondering about the, you know, the health care providers. Yeah. People who actually do it for a living. Yeah, they do it for a living. 
Remember Bernie Sanders' plan for you doctors out there, by the way, involves 40% cuts to your payments now in hospitals. Half these doctors can't even stay in business in hospitals that take Medicaid patients because the reimbursements are too low now. You want a 40% cut? There you go. I got more. I got some actual data for you from this Daily Signal piece, too. But just uh, a couple of quick notes, too. I have another piece in the show notes today I want you to check out before I get back to that. One of them has a bit of a provocative title, but I did it for a reason because I was pissy on the plane ride home yesterday, too, thinking about it. <laughs> Dude. I don't usually write for my, you know, maybe once or twice a month I'll put in a piece, but I wrote a piece on the plane on my iPhone yesterday coming back. You know, it's a five-hour flight from San Francisco to Fort Lauderdale Airport. And I'm on, my wife looked at it. She was, I don't think you should publish this. She says, I think it's really like, um, uh, I don't know, uh, what did she say? Edgy or something like that? I forget the, forget hmm. the word she used. The title of the piece, show is called Shh with a hit. We need to stop apologizing for it. And it's a pretty, basically stuff, but uh-huh. the S word is not stuff. We need to stop apologizing for it. And I go in there and I talk about taxes, national security, and borders. How I'm tired of apologizing for this stuff. National security. Oh, we got to be careful. We got to talk about compassion. No, we have to talk about securing the country. Yeah. We'll talk about the compassion stuff later. And then I go into taxes. You know the opening line of the piece? Taxes suck. There I said it. They suck. I'm tired of arguing this case. Government pisses your money away and flushes it down the toilet bowl. Period. Full stop. Thank you. Have a nice day. I'm not apologizing anymore. Cut taxes to the bone everywhere you can. Why? Because when I give it to a government bureaucrat, he flushes it down the toilet bowl. That's why. Thanks. Finally, national security. I go into a little piece at the end, the national security. And I say, and I read the piece, please. I put a, uh, you know, I, I put a lot of mental energy into the hour it took me to write it on the plate. National security. Here's the bottom line. We don't need to be the world's cop anymore. Like Trump has made clear. But I'm tired of li- us, us having to be on the defensive about trying to secure our nation all the time. The bottom line with national security has to be this. Yeah, we're not the world's cop. We shouldn't be. Foreign adventurism should be curtailed dramatically. But don't make no mistake. Do not F with us under any circumstances. And if you do, it is going to be painful. It is going to hurt and it is going to hurt bad. Because the men and women in our military, they are ass kickers. And we are not in this, we're not playing games anymore. You want to threaten us with some kind of dirty bomb and nuclear explosive? I am not into adventurism. We should seek diplomacy, Joe, uh, until the last moment possible. Mm -hmm. But once you've crossed the Rubicon and you start threatening the lives of American citizens in mass, make no mistake, you will be annihilated. Do not F with us under any circumstances. Do not dare. And we need a military to back that up. I'm not suggesting we should quadruple Pentagon spending. I'm just telling you, the days of apologizing for our military strength. Oh my gosh, we're an empire. We're not an empire. Are you an idiot? An empire? We went and lost thousands of lives in Europe to defend them in World War II and buried our dead over there to turn over and pay to rebuild Europe with the Marshall Plan. Did you miss that? Where's our empire? Where exactly is that? Where, where's our imperial ambitions? We could defeat the, the world in mass if the entire world united against the United States. We would still win. It would be ugly, but we'd still win. And we'd go and rebuild the entire world after. That's what we do. Do not F with us anymore. The Russians, Putin, I'm tired of this clown. 
Good for Trump pulling out of the inter- intermediate nuclear arms. Uh, they, they, the Russians had ignored this thing forever. The Russians are a bunch of slick little clowns in the Russian government. They said, well, you know, the, 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 it's it, what is it, 500 kilometers to 5,000 kilometers, the interme- intermediate uh, nuclear arms uh, pact we'd engaged in. So what would they do, Joe? They'd say, oh, well, we invented one that's 5,001, so it doesn't apply. It was right. an intermediate range tactical nuke. The Russians are, they think we're stupid. So good for Trump. Why would we, in the liberal show, oh, we can't pull out of this treaty. Oh, it's going to be a nuclear arms. A nuclear, are you a jerk? What kind of a jerk are you? The Russians have given us the middle finger on this thing forever. Joe, it's not a treaty if one side gives you the double barrel middle finger. The Russians were already building intermediate range nukes. Bingo. Why should we, the United States, Put a fence around our behavior when the Russians don't give a damn. Finally, we got folks, you know, I I am not a a supporter of foreign adventurism. I can't say this enough. We have wasted bodies, treasure and lives overseas, but we can't look at our own nuclear annihilation either and cover everything up and go, oh, well, let's just pretend we have this treaty. Let me get to the cost of socialism. First, let me uh, let me read this important. Uh, we go. Sorry, a little distracted. I had to swap out a read today. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. They've been with us from the beginning. Big fan of Brickhouse. I have to go to the gym today. I've been off for four days and I'm feeling, feeling a little gooey right now. I got to tell you, four days off is a little rough. Uh, I'm going to take my foundation right after the show. What's foundation? Foundation is the best product out there for basically looking better and feeling better. It's the equivalent of having two extra gas tanks in the gym, not just one. Remember in the old days, they put out creatine. Creatine's a great product. It works. Like it's, it's miraculous, its effects. But having creatine was like having an extra gas tank in the gym. Well, what did uh, Brickhouse do? Brickhouse found a way to add an extra gas tank to that, putting ATP with the creatine. These are powerful phosphagens that give you extra uh, abilities in the gym by, by, by creating an energy reserve for you in the gym. Now, they make you look better as well because they cause this intracellular volumization intracellular, meaning your muscles look bigger. Inside the cells, they look bigger. Give it about seven days slow. If you doubt anything, I'm telling you. I use this stuff religiously. Here's what you do. Take the mirror test. I'm not joking. I'm not messing around with you. Before you take foundation, look in the mirror. Take a mental snapshot of what you look like, right? Seven days later, take a little mental snapshot again. You're going to be like, nice emoji thumbs up. Try it. It's called foundation. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check it out. You'll love it. It is called Foundation. It is a wonderful product. I can't recommend it enough. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Okay. So there's a wonderful piece in the Daily Signal, as I said, I want you to take a look at. It talks about the real costs of socialism, and it's based on a study, John, uh, Joe, done excuse mm-hmm. me, by the Council of Economic Advisors to the president. Here's what they found. For any of you liberals who have a hard time reading books and can't figure out the real costs on my life, you're hurting my life by voting for socialism. Remember, liberalism hurts everyone, liberals included. Conservatism Mm -hmm. actually benefits liberals. When you vote for liberals, you hurt me. When I vote for conservatives, nothing happens to you. You get to keep more of your money. You get to make healthcare choices you wouldn't have made in the past. And you get to send your kids to a school you'd like to send them to. Nothing happens to you. When you vote for liberals, you take more of my money. You want to cancel my health care. I just read to you Bernie Sanders' bill. Don't be a clown. 
And if you're in a school choice program like Gillum wants to stop here in Florida and you happen to be poor and you're sending your kid to a good school in a school choice program, you can forget that. Gillum's going to dump that too. And so are all the other radical leftists, by the way. You hurt me. Here are some more costs, Joe. If we were to implement socialism the Venezuelan way, which is what Bernie Sanders, by the way, is a huge advocate for. Oh, he's got a lot of fans in uh, South American far left, uh, far left uh, radical ideologies. We would be looking at Joe, according to the Council of Economic Advisors, an overall forty percent drop in GDP, costing uh, the uh, the average American an astonishing twenty four thousand dollars a year. Oh. 40% drop in GDP. How you like them apples, Bernie? Not going to affect Bernie, Joe. Bernie will insulate himself. Bernie's a millionaire. Bernie's fine. He's a one percenter. Yeah. Fraud, Bernie Sanders. Big fraud. Fake fraud millionaire, Bernie Sanders. Phony. Running around the country threatening to cancel your health care. It's in his bill. I just read it to you. Look it up threatening to cancel your health care and implement a series of disastrous socialist economic policies, which by, I believe, conservative estimates will cost you $24,000 a year. Not two comma four, 24 comma thousand, 24,000. Secondly, Implementing Bernie Bernie Sanders' uh, Venezuelan vision for the United States. This one's a, for. <laughs> this is even worse for all you liver, uh, uh, liberal big government advocates out there who swear government spending is somehow a solution to all that ails us. Why you would think that is beyond belief. But whatevs, do your thing, man. Bernie Sanders' Venezuelan vision would cost. They would have to cut federal spending, Joe, in half to pay for all the new programs. They're talking about, you may say that doesn't make sense, how cut it in half to pay for new stuff. They're talking about having to take away from programs implemented now to pay for the new programs Bernie wants to expand the government. In other words, you're a senior on Social Security? Nope, that's out, cut in half. Military, you think we need to defend our nation against this looney tune in Russia? No, that's out too, that's got to be cut in half too. So not only is your retirement finished, but our ability to defend ourselves will be decimated. Current federal spending would have to be cut in half to finance all of these new goodies like Medicare for all, which is Medicare for none, because no, everything will be rationed. Now, some of you may be saying, well, Bernie, Bernie may love Venezuela, but he's advocating more for the Nordic model, the Scandinavian countries. Oh, my gosh. This is up at my website where I've debunked this six different ways from Sunday. But the report goes into that, too, and you can check it out at the Daily Signal. Even choosing, because the Nordic countries are not socialist for the 10,000th time I've had to say this on the show. You're an idiot. <laughs> what the hell was that? Play that again. You're an idiot. <laughs> Nice. The Nordic countries. I, I can't take it. How many times I say this? These are not socialist countries. They are big government welfare states. The government does not control the means of production in Scandinavian Nordic countries. It doesn't. But implementing that big government welfare state model, the Council of Economic Advisors looked at that too. 
would your standard of living, ladies and gentlemen, would be 15% lower than it is now. Standard of living. Meaning the food you eat, the quality of the food you eat, the size of the home you live in, the items you can purchase, the healthcare you can get would be 15% lower under the Nordic model. Are you even interested in these pesky things like facts anymore, liberals? I even a little bit? Folks, it's just infuriating. I really, really wish we could have a debate on the merits, but liberals have, they have mastered the art of manipulating feelings. You know, um, Shapiro, uh, Ben Shapiro has this line, which is a good one. Facts don't care about your feelings. I've always, he says it all the time. I think it's mm-hmm. pinned to his Twitter feed. I agree with him 100%. I think it's a great line, but I'd like to add to that. But f- Joe, feelings do care about your facts. Mm. You know, I said this at my speech in uh, Mountain View this past uh, Monday. Feelings do care about your facts. And what I mean by that is the Democrats have mastered the art of using emotion, identity politics, racial and gender uh, identity politics games to get people to believe things that are simply not true. They get people to believe that a, 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 the implementation of their policies is somehow going to benefit their lives despite conclusive evidence that not only will these things not benefit them, Joe, but they will nearly destroy their lives in the process and people vote for this self-destructive nonsense with seemingly no ability to determine what's true, what's not, despite the evidence being everywhere. What more evidence other than the collapse of Venezuela Do you need to understand that moving in this direction is a a human disaster? It is a cataclysmic, apocalyptic type event. You know, um, speaking of Shapiro and the Daily Wire, Mm -hmm. I ran into uh, Andrew Clavin, uh, who is another podcast public. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Andrew. He's on Fox a lot in the green room at Politicon. And uh, I got to tell you, folks, this is one of the nicest guys you will ever meet in the business. And uh, I can't recommend him enough. He is a a brilliant analyst on the political scene. And uh, we have a little bit, I even kind of address this with him. We have a little bit of different styles. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Andrew has a way of just breaking you down with kindness. You know, I can be a little bit of a flamethrower sometimes. But what a wonderful guy. So if you listen to his show and you listen to mine, um, I got to tell you, uh, some of these guys you meet in the business, you meet them personally, Joe, and you're disappointed. You know that. You see him in the studio oh, where you are and you're like, yeah. oh, what a jerk. Not this guy. What a wonderful human being. I enjoyed a really 10 minute, a good 10 minute long conversation with him. And uh, Clavin, just a great guy. He's, I just mentioned it because he works with Shapiro of the Daily Wire. And uh, I wanted to give him a little shout out. Very nice guy. All right. Um, some breaking news, folks, during the show here. Well, these suspicious packages now have been sent uh, to the Clintons, the Obamas, and it looks like CNN as well. I mean, this is just a disaster. I don't know uh, what 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 kind of a savage thought this was uh, thought this was a good idea, but it's breaking now on Fox, and this is obviously the kind of stuff that. Uh, Gus, I just hope they can crack this case. Who knows how many more of these are out there? We saw the uh, the the thing to Soros's house, the package to Soros's house in upstate New York, Joe, uh, recently. So this is just really bad news all around, folks. Uh, I'll keep you updated if I see anything new, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I think so too. I'm sorry, Joe and I were. There's certain things I want to say, but I can't right now. But uh, I, when I get to it, I will. I, you know, when I get more information, what's just breaking during the show. But again, we have suspicious packages now sent to the Clinton residence, 
up in Chappie, where I've been, the Obamas and uh, CNN, which is, I believe CNN is down in Columbus Circle. I, yeah, it is. I used to go down there a lot. I'm moving on because I got a lot more to cover. Um, there's a really uh, incredible story by John Solomon. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say this during the show, but I'll say it again. Uh, John Solomon, who writes for The Hill, uh, is a really terrific investigative reporter. He does amazing work, and his sources are incredible. Now, I think some of our sources may be the same. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I had said to you something a few weeks ago. I'm not patting myself on the back. But again, just letting you know you're not investigating, uh, excuse me, investing your time in a show that does shoddy investigative work. Um, I had said to you something a few weeks ago that is now uh, appears to be coming to fruition based on Solomon's sources as well. He wrote a piece in The Hill last night. Some of you may have saw him on Sean Hannity covering the piece. But uh, what did I say to you, Joe, a few weeks ago that... Um, one of the big scandals to break, I believe, in this case that hasn't broken yet in the whole Spygate, the you know, operation to take down Trump, is the fact that Papadopoulos, George Papadopoulos, this low-level Trump aide, uh, was a target of the case. But I believe that the, the case against Papadopoulos, even using the FBI's own investigative techniques, was largely exculpatory. Right. Meaning if I was running an operation to take down Joe for bank fraud, and I have Joe on tape repeatedly telling me he didn't uh, rob the bank, uh, or didn't defraud the bank, then I, I'm, I'm obligated to provide that evidence to Joe's lawyer and everybody else that I don't have a case. Mm-hmm. Now, I said to you a few weeks ago something, and uh, I'm not going to say why or how I said it, but it's important. You know, it's out there. You can go back and listen. I said, you know, there's probably some recordings out hey. there of George Papadopoulos that may not say what the liberals and the media want you to believe. So, you know, just to be clear what the narrative is, it's a, the, the whole reason for the FBI starting the case, according to the liberal media narrative that's been put forth by the New York Times in their December piece from last year, their whole basis for starting this case to investigate the Trump team, Joe, was that Papadopoulos meets with this Australian in a bar and says something about Russian emails. And the FBI was like, oh, my gosh, a Trump guy on the inside has information about Russian emails. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Insisting somehow that Papadopoulos was some key figure in a scandal between the Russian government coordinating with Donald Trump. Now, what had surfaced a few weeks ago is that uh, there may be some exculpatory information out there indicating that Papadopoulos has nothing to do with this at all. That's what exculpatory information is. Information indicating that you are, in fact, not guilty of what you're being alleged to have done. Pretty simple stuff, right? And one of the things I had said to you is that I'm pretty confident that there's some recordings out there. Let me read to you from John Solomon's piece. I'll tell you why this is important. Solomon's Peace in the Hill, which is in the show notes today. Please check it out at Bongino.com along with my We Need to Stop Apologizing for piece. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon, who I'm convinced knows the whole story based on some stuff I read, and I can kind of put it into a bigger picture, right? A source directly familiar with the Russia probe declined to discuss specifics of the Papadopoulos-Halper conversations, but acknowledged, listen, 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 but acknowledged the FBI possessed one or more transcripts that called into question the Trump campaigns and specifically Papadopoulos' alleged complicity with Russia. Wait, 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 what? Hold on. How is this not in huge, bold letters plastered across the media? So, a source Solomon has for this piece. Let me sum up what this means to you, why it's important, and how this is just, again, I I hate to keep using the word (laughs) explosive, but it is. 
Halper, Stefan Halper, who we know is a U.S. intelligence community now asset, mm-hmm. who, according to multiple reports, more than credible reports, was a spy working for the intelligence community to entrap the Trump team in this collusion scandal. Halper meets with Papadopoulos. Halper meets with Papadopoulos, and on that meeting, a source is telling John Solomon that the FBI possesses one or more transcripts. Ladies and gentlemen, well, what's a transcript? It is a transcription. Yes. A something that is transcribed. What's that something, Joe? What would be transcribed? Could it be if I, Let me ask you a question, Joe. Uh, well, let me ask you a simple question. This is not a complicated... No. You, you are not a federal agent, right? I am not a federal so, agent, no. If you and I engage in a conversation... Mm-hmm. And there's a transcribed account of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just you and I at a table, right? Mm-hmm. How would that, how would someone get our exact words? How would that be possible? Well, you didn't either have to record it or somebody write it down. That, uh, thank yeah. you. There was not a trick. Yeah. Yes. Someone would have to record it. Right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's becoming pretty obvious at this point that somebody involved with this effort to take down Papadopoulos has actually recorded their conversations. Now, none of this is shocking. Mm. Of course, spies would record conversations. What's shocking here is the sources indicating to Solomon that the recordings are in fact exculpatory. Why haven't we heard this? Exculpatory, meaning it shows that Papadopoulos had nothing to do with Russian collusion. Now, now does this all make sense? What's going on? Why Devin Nunes and the other insiders investigating this case keep talking about release the FISA, release the 302s. We need to see the information. Why? Because the FBI 302s are the summaries of these recordings and the summaries of their interactions and other documents that talk about their conversations with the IC community about their interactions with Papadopoulos, ladies and gentlemen, likely indicate that there was absolutely no case and that this was a political hit. Nothing new here. What's new here is that the Bureau has the stuff. They have the transcripts and they still went with it anyway. Folks, I, I, you know, please digest what I'm telling you. This is me investigating Joe for a bank robbery, having Joe on tape with a spy saying he didn't rob the bank. Do you, do you think in a constitutional republic the FBI had a duty to present that information to the courts? That's not supposed to happen in this country. Uh, well, uh, yes, and it. it you uh, know. Now I want to give you the because I like to be a couple weeks ahead of the news cycle, as we were with that story. By the way, yes, sir. We were with that. Tri- I. I I knew it. I said that in a show three weeks ago, that there are transcripts, that that's what's out there. Papadopoulos talking about, I don't know, what are you talking about? He's probably on tape with Halper saying, I don't know what you're talking about with these Russian emails. Oh, wait, man, we got him now. He said he doesn't know what we're talking about. No, he said he doesn't know. No, no, that means he knows. How does that mean he knows? (laughs) The FBI... And the DOJ are going to come back with a counter to this because this is devastating. Joe was not a federal agent, but Joe just asked, I mean, a very simple question, but he stated it the right way. How did this happen in a constitutional republic where the most powerful law enforcement agency in the world had evidence someone was not guilty and treated him as if he was guilty and then doubled down on it? The Bureau's scrambling and so is the DOJ. They're going to come back with a counter story. 
because there is no defense for this. I'm going to break that down for you in a second because I want you to be prepared what's coming next. And I believe it's why they delayed the Rosenstein hearing that was supposed to happen today. All right, uh, last read of the day. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at FilterBy. Hey, a new study just came out of China that discovered that air pollution causes a huge reduction in intelligence. This in addition to the well-known impacts on your physical health. High pollution levels led to significant drops in test scores with language and arithmetic, the average impact equivalent to having lost an entire year of education. Now we know what's going on at the DOJ. They never change the air filters over there. This is especially important with 95% of the global population breathing unsafe air. So do the smart thing. Go to filterby.com. This is a great company, folks. I really like them, and they really want to be here talking to you. America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. We all need new filters, air filters. Why not shop at FilterBuy? They want to talk to you. Choose from over 600 sizes, including custom options that ship free within 24 hours. Plus, they support working Americans manufacturing all their filters right here in America. Save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement so you will never forget to change your, uh, your air filters ever again. Filter by will save you time. They will save you money. You'll breathe better, keep those lungs clean, and apparently you'll become more intelligent in the process. So stop procrastinating. That's filterby.com, filterby.com, filterbuy.com. Tell them Dan sent you, and thank you to everybody who has purchased their filters from FilterBuy and told them we sent them over there. I'll get some of you send me your... Uh, your receipts. That's cool. I always appreciate you supporting our sponsors. Okay. Um, what's the FBI's counter to this going to be? The fact that they potentially have transcripts of, of Papadopoulos indicating he's innocent. He's innocent. That just means he's really guilty because he's saying he's innocent. <laughs> Their comeback is going to be because this is in the Solomon report as well. And the DOJ is insisting that, well, we're under no obligation to present exculpatory evidence to the FISA court when we present evidence of guilt. Ladies and gentlemen, this is complete, utter garbage. This is hooey. This is, if you believe this, you are, I'm sorry, you are insane. This, th- th- forget about the legality of it for a second. The morals and ethics of it are absolutely abhorrent. So what you're saying is you have evidence that a target you're unleashing the entire law enforcement woolly mammoth against. George Papadopoulos, you have evidence that this guy may be innocent of what you're accusing him of. And you have no moral obligation to present that information to the FISA court. Now, on the legal side, because we can talk morals and ethics all day, but it doesn't matter to the Democrats because they're obsessed with state power. BS. And here's your comeback. Folks, there is an established procedure you already know about because you've heard it on the show to verify information presented to the FISA court. It's called the Woods procedure. Bob Mueller had a hand in designing the Woods procedure. The reason there is a separate and distinct procedure called the Woods procedure named after the person who devised the entire process, the mechanics of it, right? The reason there is a Woods procedure that doesn't exist in a, in a, well, exists, but not under the same exact exact mechanics in the criminal system, Joe, is in the FISA court system. It is not adversarial. If I want to spy on Joe for being a terrorist and I want to use the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act to do it through the FISA courts, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Courts, Joe has no ability to present any kind of defense in that court. None. Zero. There's not going to be an initial appearance. There is not going to be any presentation of evidence to Joe. Joe will be spied on and no one will know. Now, to stop that from happening with unverified information to present, you know, to prevent Joe this from being abused, what did the government do? They instituted a policy called the Woods Procedure where information has to be verified in both the FBI and the DOJ multiple times before it makes it to the FISA court. Mm -hmm. 
In other words, you have to check boxes. Is this true? Have we checked this? Now, the verification process is not, it's not difficult, folks. Is this an established source with a history of veracity? And is the information double-checked? Can we check it? And can we authenticate the source of the information along with the information itself? This did not happen in the case of the dossier used to spy on Trump. So any, any insinuation at all, any insinuation at all, that there was no need to present exculpatory information to the FISA court is only an effort to absolve the people down the chain in the Woods procedure for failing to do what, Joe? Authenticate the information they brought there that turned out to be BS later. Please track what I'm telling you. This is important. They are not covering up the FISA because what they're going to say about the FISA is, well, this is what we had at the time, even though we had other information indicated innocence. The other information was there as well. The other information wasn't verified either. The dossier, the dossier makes very little mention of Papadopoulos. Matter of fact, it doesn't mention my name at all, but it mentions other Trump officials. They're clearly talking about Papadopoulos and the dossier. The dossier is heavy on Carter Page. Mm. The reason they're covering this whole thing up, Joe, is because clearly somewhere along the lines in the Woods procedure, There was a failure to verify basic information. That's what this is really about. Now, who was one of the final people to sign off? Here's where the sweep on the cleanup on Al 4 operation by Bob Mueller begins. Bob Mueller is the sweep up guy. He cleans up the mess, right? Yep. That's what he was brought in to do. One of the final guys to vet the information. I have a great piece by Jeff Carlson, the Epic Times up. uh, Epic Times. Check it out in my show notes today. It's important. He, I have a great piece up there about some of the final people to verify the information that made it into the courts. One of the final guys is the head of the National Security Division, the DOJ, who has to check a box, Joe, has to check a box and indicate that the information they're submitting is in fact true. One of those guys, the DOJ, head of the National Security Division at the time, was John Carlin. Who was John Carlin? John Carlin was Bob Mueller's former chief of staff. Folks, please understand what I'm telling you. The scandal here and the reason the FBI and the DOJ are desperate to cover up this story is the information they had. This is maybe a better, and if if this doesn't make sense, Joe, as the audience on Budgman, you have a duty to stop me. Aye, sir. They're covering two things up right now that has John Solomon has exposed in this piece. The first thing they're covering up is the information they had that was real. In other words, it's Papadopoulos on tape in a transcription saying generally he had nothing to do with this collusion scandal as the FBI believed it happened. The information they had that was real did not make it into the FISA court. Right. The information that could be verified. How can they verify it, Joe? They had the damn transcript Mm -hmm. of Papadopoulos saying it. You see where I'm going with this? The information that could have made it into the woods through the woods procedure and Carlin could have signed off on could have made it into a FISA document. Well, why wouldn't it? Because it was indications of his innocence. Why would you put that in a court document to spy on someone? We want to spy on someone for collusion. Here's the evidence that it didn't happen. (laughs) The information that was real that could be verified wasn't and the information that was fake the dossier 
That could not be verified. None of it. None of it. Zippo, except Carter Page going to Russia, which is nothing illegal about that. The information that was fake and couldn't be verified was verified and made it into the court. That's what they're covering. That's why I gave that long lead up to this. I want you to understand that. They are covering for people up and down the chain of the FBI who had to at some point put their John Hancock on a document verifying the information that wasn't true was true while the information that was true was entirely left out. That's the scandal. Mm -hmm. Which indicates what? This was a political hit from the start. They had transcripts. There are likely heavy recordings of Papadopoulos denying all of this stuff that managed to somehow evade the Woods procedure while the fake information, the dossier, made it through the Woods procedure and into the FISA court. Telling you clear as day their goal was We are getting this Trump team surveillance net and this two hop rule down no matter what. If we can't get Papadopoulos on a FISA, we'll go to the next guy, Carter Page. Don't be surprised if these transcripts surface at some point. Got it. All right, one last story um, on this caravan. This is really uh, under my skin like you wouldn't believe. Folks, on the messaging side, stop falling into Democrat traps. I know, I know I'm a little, uh, when I say pissy today, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm just aggravated at everything that's going on and that we need to get out and vote. Bring 10 people with you. It's not enough. But is the, how, how easily some people get suckered by Democrat messaging tricks that are just so easy to beat back and they just miss the opportunity. I'm always like, how are you missing this? People like Acosta in the White House yesterday, uh, Jim Acosta, who's a liberal activist masquerading as a CNN reporter. He's in the Oval Office talking to Trump yesterday, Joe, and he asked this question. Well, you know, Mr. Trump, you've alleged that there are Middle Easterners and gang members in this uh, in this caravan of between five and ten thousand people. You know, do you have any evidence of that? I wouldn't answer that question. I would turn around and say, Jim. These people are looking to enter the United States illegally. I have no obligation whatsoever to produce evidence that there are, in fact, gang members and terrorists in that. You have an obligation as a liberal activist, which is what you are, Jim, to prove to me that they don't. Remember, there's a great line in Nassim Taleb's Black Swan, which I haven't mentioned in a while, Joe's favorite book. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. In other words, the fact that, by the way, there is a a, a significant number of data points, by the way, that there are gang members in this, including a statement issued by DHS this morning. I'm not even saying there's an absence of evidence. But when you're talking about five to 10,000 illegal immigrants illegally entering the country without vetting, the obligation isn't on me to prove that they're gang members and terrorists. The obligation as a liberal activist on you is to prove they don't, that there are none of them. And you know how we prove that, Joe? We vet them at the border when they come in legally. That's why we have a... This is the easiest argument in the world. I cannot stand when people get owned by the... I'm not saying Trump. I thought Trump answered the question. Fine. I'm just suggesting there are other Republicans out there who have a seemingly difficult time with this question. The obligation isn't on me. 
We have a border system, Joe, and points of entry because the obligation is on us to make sure they're not gang members or terrorists. Mm -hmm. I don't have to prove anything to you. The person coming into the country has to prove to us that they're not, in fact, felons, gang members, narco traffickers or terrorists. I don't have to prove squat to you. That's why we have an immigration process. So the next time some liberal says to you, oh, can you provide evidence that there's gang members or that there's terrorists? in this? No, I don't have to. I don't have to do that. We have a ports of entry border system so that the person coming in has to prove they're not. Did you miss that? Did you ever fly into an airport internationally in the United States? You have to produce a passport? There's a process for that, you know. Did you miss the process? So are you objecting to the process? You're saying nobody has to prove anything anymore. Just turn it around on them. This is the easiest argument ever to beat back. All right, folks, I'm back on the air live today with NRA TV. Sorry, I had to take a couple of days off for that trip. Uh, I really do appreciate it. We had, a, we had a pretty good week of listens. Please subscribe to the show. Uh, subscri- the subscriptions, I'm humbly asking you, are what drives us up in the charts. They are free. Just click the subscribe button on iTunes. If you have the podcast app, everybody does if you have an iPhone. Um, if you have an Android, you can go to iHeart iHeartRadio, look for the Dan Bongino Show and just click follow. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and you can listen at my website, the newly redesigned Bongino.com. We really appreciate your support doing that. It's all free, by the way. Thank you very much, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.